0: Shabbat Shalom to my brothers and sisters in the faith throughout the world praises be to our loving Abba for gathering each and every one of us today in the name of our King Yahusha so that we can praise our loving Abba in worship this morning. Purpose of our worship today is to celebrate our election, our calling as the assembly of Yahusha in these last days. We know what the purpose of calling and election are. It is the setting apart work of Yahuwah Abba so that we can be his sons and daughters. We need to understand, however, that the work of calling, the work of election, initiates with Yahuwah Abba. He is the one who calls, not we. Abraham did not call God. It was God who called Abraham. Moses did not call God. It was God who called Moses. And Yahusha, our king himself, said, you did not choose me. I chose you. So the calling. The choosing begins from up top, from heaven, and so we are truly privileged to receive the calling and election as members of the assembly of Yahusha. That being said, what is our responsibility now that we have been blessed with this calling and election? Let's begin our studies in the book of 2 Peter 1, 10 to 11. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election Sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua Christ. What is our responsibility? Now that we have received this great blessing of our calling and our election, the Apostle Peter reminds us, let us be eager to make our calling and election sure. Why are we being taught To make our calling and election sure. So that we will not fall. We know what the tendency of human beings are. They tend to fall away. It's called apostasy. This is why we're not surprised. The Bible says many are called. But few are chosen. There is a small remnant who will make it to the kingdom of heaven. Hence we need to protect not waste. We need to strengthen, make sure our calling and election. If we will do this, what shall be given to us? Bible says we will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Hence, we need to make certain and make sure our calling and election. But how do we do that? How can we make sure and confirm, and strengthen our calling and election. If you notice, Apostle Peter says, for if you do these things. So there are things that we need to do. And when we do these things, it will result in strengthening our calling and election, making it a permanent experience. What were these things that Apostle Peter referred to? We read 10 to 11. We need to read what's on top of it. 5 down to 8, so that we know the things we need to do to confirm our election. Second Peter 1, 5 to 8. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge. Knowledge with self-control. Self-control with patient endurance patient endurance with godliness godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone the more you grow like this the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our lord yahusha christ and so what were the things that the apostle peter was referring to that we need to do to make our calling and election sure. It is to grow in the qualities that our King Yahushua wants to see from each one of us. You see, when we were called inside the assembly of Yahushua, when we received our calling and election, we were not meant to be stagnant. Because if we are stagnant in our faith, guess what? It's going to die. Eventually, we will fall. We don't want that to happen to us because we end up wasting the opportunity of our calling and election. So we need to keep growing. We need to become better. Well, how do we continue to grow spiritually? Apostle Peter says, make every effort to supplement your faith. You see, faith alone was never enough. We need to add to our faith. What must we add to our faith and add generously to? Bible says, moral excellence. Do you know what that means? What is moral excellence? It means we practice morality, right? We do not practice immoral acts. We are moral in terms of what we say and what we do. And so we are changed by our faith. The faith that we have in our King Yahusha changes us from our inner core including our outward expressions. What else? The Bible says we need to add knowledge to our moral excellence. This is why our study and inquiry into the Holy Scriptures must never stop. We must continue to add to our spiritual knowledge, because with knowledge, we deepen our experience with our Mashiach. What else? We have to add self-control. With self-control, patient endurance with patient endurance, godliness, and brotherly affection. And may all of this lead us, of course, to love, true love that we practice <coughs> for everyone. This is what we need to do. We need to grow in our faith. And why must we grow in our faith? The Bible says so that we can be more productive and useful to our king, Yahusha HaMashiach. We want to be used as instruments by our King Yahushua, because when our King Yahusha uses us, we become stronger in our calling and election. What else must we do so that we can make our calling and our election sure? We read 5 to 8. Let's stay in Second Peter chapter 1. This time, let's read 19 to 21. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light. Light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this verse that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. What else must we do so that we can strengthen, so that we can confirm all the more our calling and election? Bible says we need to study. We need to look more into the prophetic word. What is the prophetic word? Prophecy. Where can we find prophecy? In scripture. And why must we study prophecy of scripture? Because this is the result of Yahuwah Abba sending the Holy Spirit so that men filled with the Holy Spirit spoke these prophecies. This is why if we want to know the will of Abba, we turn to the Bible. And if we want to know direction and guidance, especially when we are facing grave problems in life, we need to look at biblical prophecy. To what does the Bible liken prophecy to? It's likened to a light that shines in a dark place. You probably are aware of the saying, the light at the end of the tunnel you know when you are in a tunnel and there is nothing but darkness that envelopes you there is fear right but when you see the light at the end of the tunnel all of a sudden you become glad you become courageous because not only do you have hope you have direction you know where to go and you know when you go there you will be truly blessed and so when there is great darkness What we need to do is search scripture. Instead of searching scripture, however, what do some people do? They seek the opinions of others. You know, when we experience what it's like to be an outcast, how many here knows what it's like to be an outcast? I think most of us, if not all, perhaps most of us have experienced that before, right? When we were expelled, when we were removed, And we were treated as though we were outcasts. And so this was a grim experience in our life. Our life, like being cast into outer darkness. We felt what it was like to be rejected. But you know, Yahuwah Abba was merciful. What did we do? We searched the scriptures. Unfortunately, there were those who instead of searching the prophecies of scriptures, you know what they did? They held on to the traditions of men they say things like we should not look at scripture that was never taught by a certain spiritual leader but that's not what the Bible's telling us the bible tells us we need to look at scripture the prophecies because the prophecies came about by the holy spirit of god and so this is what we did and so what became of our work when we turn to the prophecies of scripture we're going to show you uh prophecies that have been fulfilled In our work together as the assembly of Yahushua, when we were expelled, when we were removed, we asked ourselves, Why are these things happening? And lo and behold, we found prophecy after prophecy telling us the reason behind what's happening. And we turn to Matthew, for example, 23, talked about the modern day Pharisees, right? Matthew chapter 10, what happened when brother went against brother? Family member went against family member, being called Bilzebul, being called uh, sons of demons. We know what that was like. It was prophesied all along. John 16, 2, they will reject you, expel you from the synagogue, not from the assembly, not from the body. It was just from the synagogue. Isaiah 1, 8 to 9, 21, 23. Isaiah 58, 1 to 7. Psalm 50, 17 to 21. Revelation two fourteen to fifteen, Revelation two twenty, Revelation 3one to five, Revelation three seven to eight, Isaiah forty two eight 24.16, Jeremiah five twenty six to thirty one. If you have the opportunity, brethren, go back and look at these prophecies because it gave us hope. It gave us a reason to keep going. It gave us the why to what we were doing. This is why we kept worshiping. We didn't. We did not stop praising Yahuwah. Uh, and as we were doing so, more prophecies were fulfilled, and what was revealed to each and every one of us, we saw the prophecies in Acts 2:17 to 21, Joel 2:32, Zechariah 13:9, John 17:26, Isaiah 52:6, Hebrews 2:12 to 13. We noticed that the prophecies that pertain to our election, it had ongoing work during these latter parts. Of the end times, which included the revealing of the name of Yahuwah and the name of his son, Yahusha HaMashiach. We embrace the name. We proclaim the name. We worship the name. And we love the name. Because this is the will of Yahuwah Abba. And so we continue with our work. Because we have direction now. And because of the light of prophecy, what direction are we headed now? What did it lead us to do in the uh, prophecies that continued Isaiah 1 26. Jeremiah 23 3 to 4 Isaiah 43 7 John 6 45 Hebrews 2 10 to 13 Isaiah 62 1 to 2 Isaiah 10 22 23 Isaiah 11 11 and 12 Isaiah 42 10 12 21 Isaiah 56 4 to 8 when we look at scripture there's so many testimonies about the work that we do this is why there is no doubt The assembly of Yahusha is the will of Yahuwah Abba. We have the calling and election by means of the prophecy given to us by the Holy Scriptures. We are indeed in the light. But what also is the purpose of prophecy? Let's read the book of Revelation chapter 19 and the verses 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren. Who have the testimony of Yahushua. Worship God. For the testimony of Yahushua. Is the spirit. Prophecy. But also it's the purpose of prophecy. Prophecy reveals to us. The true king and Mashiach. Who is that? Yahushua. You know the scriptures point to Yahushua. And the prophecies that we read. Have not all been fulfilled. There are many that will still be fulfilled. And will be fulfilled in Yahusha's millennial kingdom. We want to be included there. This is why it's a good thing. We have been shown the light of the prophecies. That must take place before the kingdom can come. And we're participating in it now. As the assembly of Yahushua. And so this points us to our King Yahusha. But one more thing. The Bible says. The prophecy also serves as a testimony, right? A testimony from who? Yahusha. It testifies of Yahusha, but Yahusha also uses that to testify to those who belong to him. Because today, so many people profess that they have faith in Yahusha. They call him Jesus, right? Jesus is my king. Jesus is my Lord. However, what's important is not what we say. What's important is what Yahusha says, and Yahusha identifies those who truly belong to him. They're the ones who have his testimony, the testimony of Yahusha. That's what matters. It's not what the spiritual leader says. What matters is what Yahusha says, and he says, there are those who have my testimony. The testimony of our King Yahusha is the spirit of prophecy. And so the prophecies that point to our work is the testimony. We belong to our King Yahusha, and we Are in the light. How else can we remain in the light. Let's read the book of Isaiah. Chapter 8 and the verses 20. To the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word. It is because there is no light in them. What else must we hold on to to remain in the light. Bible says to the law to the testimony. We studied what the testimony is. It refers to prophecy. So long as we let prophecy guide us. We can remain in the light. To remain in the light means to make our calling and election sure. But to keep remaining in the light. What also must we fall down to? The law. We all know about the law. What is the essence of the law of Yahuwah? The Ten Commandments of Yahuwah God. Throughout scripture. That is what is called the law. Sometimes it's referred to as the law of Moses. It is The Ten Commandments. There are some religions who say it's no longer needed. Some have even tried to replace the Ten Commandments. But we will not. We will uphold the Ten Commandments. Because it's part of the law. This is why during these last days. In our work in the assembly. We are restoring the parts that have been forgotten. The law concerning his name. We call upon his name. The law concerning Shabbat or Sabbath. We are magnifying. The law of God. One of the prophecies in Isaiah 42 mentions this is what we must do. So to the law and to the testimony. But what also is a commandment? And the apostle John even refers to it as a new command that we must obey and follow so that we can remain in the light to make our calling and election sure. First John chapter two, eight to eleven. However, the command I now write you is new interesting a new commandment right you've heard that before i'm sure because apostle john is is explaining now why it's called new because its truth is seen in christ so the command the law it's still the same command but it's called new because it is fulfilled in who in christ and also in you for the darkness is passing away and the real light is already shining. If we say that there we are in the light, yet hate others, we are in the darkness to this very hour. If we love others, we live in the light. And so there's nothing in us that will cause someone else to sin. But if we hate others, uh-oh, we are in the darkness. We walk in it and do not know where we are going because the darkness has made us Blind according to scripture, what also must we obey so that we can remain in the light? The Bible says, A new commandment I write to you. So, there's a new commandment mentioned here by the Apostle John. What is this command about? It's about not hating and about loving. Now, when you think about the command to, to love and not to hate, I mean, is that really new? Isn't it found in Deuteronomy? Yeah, isn't it found in Exodus? Yeah. Is it found in the law of Moses? Yes. And why did Apostle John call it new? The reason why is because of how it is fulfilled in Christ. You see, when Yahushua Christ came, the Bible says the darkness is passing away, and the real light is already shining. And so the work of Yahusha, when he went to heaven and he sent the Holy Spirit. We have been empowered with the gift of the Spirit. And the gift of the Spirit is what will enable us to obey the law. Yahuwah God's commands in a way that is like the obedience of our King, Yahusha. This is why Apostle John says, this truth was seen in Christ and also in you. The Spirit that was in Christ has been given to us. And it is by that same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach. That will empower and enable us to obey the commands, including and especially the command to love one another. Do you know what the Apostle Peter calls our ability now with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit? What does he call the kind of love that is set apart by the empowering of the Holy Spirit? Let's read what it says in the book of First Peter chapter 4. Seven down to eight. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. What did Apostle Peter call? Love that can be obeyed when empowered with the power of the Holy Spirit. He calls it fervent love. What is fervent love? It's love. It truly makes difference. Remember when our King Yahusha was here on earth when he was speaking to his disciples, he said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another the same way. I love you. When Yahusha commands us to love, we have to follow his example. But we cannot follow that example without the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because with the Holy Spirit, guess what? We can love in a different level. Without the Holy Spirit, all we have is ordinary love. But if we have the gifting of the Holy Spirit, we can take you to the level that Yahushua, the Christ, wants us to achieve. To love fervently. And why do we need to love fervently? Because it makes a difference. How so? The Bible says, for love will cover a multitude of sins. You see, without fervent love, it will be difficult for us to be able to tolerate each other's weaknesses. Right? I mean, normal human beings, they really only love those who love them back, right? If they don't do anything wrong to you, okay, easy to love. But if they begin to speak negative about you, if they commit sin against you, you you are no longer able to love. But if we have the power of the Spirit, that Spirit will move us so that we can love even those who sin against us. That's fervent love. Makes a difference, doesn't it? That's the kind of love Yahushua wants us to practice. And when should we all the more practice fervent love? When the end is near. Because when the end is near, many people will need to receive this kind of love from us. May we provide that. But most of all, who, to whom should we accord fervent love to? Let's read the book of uh, Revelation chapter 2. And the verses are 2 down to 4. I know what you have done. I know how hard you have worked and how patient you have been. I know that you cannot tolerate evil people and that you have tested those who say they are apostles but are not and have found out that they are liars. You are patient. You have suffered for my sake and you have not given up. But this is what I have against you. You do not love me now. As you did at first. What we read to you is a rebuke from our King Yahushua. He was evaluating the seven assemblies of Yahushua in the first century. And when he was evaluating, he he found a criticism. He found something that should be rectified. He said, you do not love me now as you did at first. You see, when it comes to love fervently, Right? We love each other, but most of all, we love who? Yahuwah Abba and Yahusha, our King. But what kind of love must we accord them? Fervent love, not love that wanes, not love that grows cold. Our Lord Yahusha says, You do not love me now as you did before. Before, what kind of love did they have? Fervent love. How do they show that love? You work hard. Yahusha says, I know what you have done. You were patient. You suffered for my sake. You did not give up. But well, what happened? This is why we have to ask ourselves, brethren, how is our love for Yahuwah now? How is our love for Yahushua now? Is it growing? Or is it waxing cold? Is it intensifying to become fervent love? Or is it getting? is it decreasing? We need to increase. This is why we have the opportunity to do that. By remembering the Sabbath day, right? On that day, we dedicate our life to Yahuwah. We will remember him, you know, just to think of Yahuwah. That's a big thing. I mean, how often do we really think about Yahuwah? Only when we are worshiping? We need to think about him all the time. And we should. It is but right that we dedicate a day for him to express our love for him. Why? Because it is the greatest command. Of all Yahusha, when he was here on earth, he said the greatest command is to love Yahuwah with all of your heart, soul and strength. Are we loving Yahuwah our God? Why is it but right that we love Yahuwah Abba with all of our heart? Because Yahuwah was the one who loved us first. We need to understand brethren, the depth of the love that Yahuwah has for us. Do you know what the Bible calls? The love that Yahuwah has for all of us. Do you know what the Bible calls it? The Bible calls it unfailing love. Why is it called unfailing love? Because there were hindrances. There were many factors trying to separate the object of Yahuwah's love from him. But Yahuwah's love does not give up. It is wrong suffering. It is unfailing. How does the Bible illustrate the unfailing love of Yahuwah Abba? Let's turn to the book of Hosea. Chapter 2, 14 and 17, 19 to 20. So I'm going to take her into the desert again. There, I will win her back with words of love. I will give back to her the vineyard she had she had, and make Trouble Valley a door of home. She will respond to me there as she did when she was young, when she came from Egypt. Then once again, she will call me her husband. She will no longer call me her Baal. I will never let her speak the name of Baal again. Israel, I will make you my wife. I will be true and faithful. I will show you constant love and mercy and make you mine forever. I will keep my promise and make you mine. And you will acknowledge me as Yahuwah. You know, when it comes to the greatness of the love of Yahuwah Abba for us, truth is we cannot really process that in our limited minds. However, the Bible does give us some metaphors so so that we can try and process it, try to understand. Yahuwah, God wants us to understand, although we cannot really fully understand it because it's too great. But with the use of metaphors, Yahuwah is able to illustrate for us just how much he loves us here in Hosea chapter 2. To what does he liken our relationship with him? Like the relationship between a husband who's truly, truly in love with his wife. And those who are married, especially newlyweds, they understand what that means. How much they love their wife. But what did the wife do? The wife left Yahuwah. Not only did the wife leave Yahuwah, she left Yahuwah and committed adultery with who? Baal. You know, during the Old Testament time, when someone is caught in adultery, that person is to be stoned to death. This is why there was a divorce between Yahuwah and his people Israel. Israel deserved to die. His people deserved to die. But Yahuwah did not give up. This is why we say his love is unfailing. What did Yahuwah God, Who was rejected by his wife, his people. What did he do? He said... I will make you my wife. I will be true and faithful. I will show you constant love and mercy and make you mine forever. You see, Yahuwah, God did not give up. Because he did not give up. Because he said, I will be true and faithful. What will he do? Bible says, Yahuwah said, I will win her back with words of love. And she will respond to me. Yahuwah has shown us that his love does not give up its long-suffering. Brethren, this should inspire us because there are people who think that if they commit sin, that they can no longer be received again by Yahuwah. No, he is always looking for ways to bring us back. He will not give up bringing us back because he loves us that much. But how also does the Bible illustrate The power of Yahuwah's love for each and every one of us. The book of Hosea 11, 1 to 4 and 8. Yahuwah says, when Israel was a child, I loved him, called him out of Egypt as my son. But the more I called to him, the more he turned away from me. The people sacrificed to Baal. They burned incense to idols. Yet I was the one who taught Israel to walk. I took my people in my arms, but they did not acknowledge that I took care of them. I drew them to me with affection and love. I picked them up and held them to my cheek. I bent down to them and fed them. How can I give you up, Israel? How can I abandon you? Could I ever destroy you as I did Adma or treat you as I did Zeboim? My heart, my heart will not let me do it. My love for you is too strong. How else could Jehovah God illustrate the deaths of his unfailing love for his people, his chosen ones? Jehovah God likened them to a child, a son. Bible says my firstborn when I took him out of Egypt. It was like a baby. Parents here understand the development of your son or your your daughter, your child. When they were very young and helpless, you pamper them, you feed them, you take care of them, just like Yahuwah. Yahuwah says, I picked them up, held them to my cheek, I bent down to them and fed them. This is what we do with our children, right? We teach them how to walk. We do everything for them. Or what happened to his people when they became more developed, when they became more mature, when they received their blessing from Yahuwah. They forgot all about Yahuwah. They rejected Yahuwah. They left Yahuwah and they went to worship Baal. Yahuwah's telling us this because he wants us to understand how much we mean to him. Never, ever underestimate The power of Yahuwah's love for each one of us. Despite what Israel did, despite how they rejected Yahuwah, what did he do? He says he called to to them. He drew them to himself with affection and love. He did not give up. But even then, look at what Yahuwah says. The more I called to him, the more he turned away from me. Sometimes parents can understand that pain. But as a parent, you understand the love you have for a child. And Yahuwah's love for us is greater than the love that a parent can ever give his or her home children. This is why, even though Israel, even though his people deserve to be punished, what did Yahuwah God say? He says, my heart will not let me do it. How can I give you up? How can I abandon you? My heart will not let me do it. My love for you is too strong. Brethren, Yahuwah God is speaking to us today. Because when He looks at us, when He sees us, He says the same thing to us. My love for you is too strong. I will never give you up. Brethren, Yahuwah will never give up on us. He will never give up on us. What? What did Yahuwah God do? To all the more demonstrate. The power and the depth of his love for each and every one of us. Let's read the book of Romans chapter 8, 31 to 32. In view of all this, what can we say? If God is for us, who can be against us? Certainly not God. Who did not even keep back his own son. But offered him for us all. He gave us his son. Will he not also freely give us all things? For I'm certain that nothing, nothing can separate us from his love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor other heavenly rulers or powers, neither the present nor the future, neither the world above nor the world below. There's nothing, there is nothing in all creation. That will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours, to Christ Yahushua our Lord. What is the most powerful act of Yahuwah Abba? It was not the creation of the universe. That was easy for him. He simply uttered the word and all things came to be. It was nothing. cost him nothing. What was the most powerful act of Yahuwah Abba? It's right there. He gave up his own son, Yahushua HaMashiach, to die for us. He loves us so much. He likened his love to a faithful husband who will not give up on an adulterous wife. He likened his love to a father who will not give up on the rebellious son. But most of all, he gave up his own son. We can be his forevermore. Brethren, that's the love. The power of Yahuwah's love, this proves to us, is love never fails. Today we're celebrating our election. Do you know how we celebrate the election that we have received? By being thankful and grateful for the love, the love that Yahuwah Abba has given to us. What kind of love is this? It's a love so strong, nothing can ever separate us from Him. Nothing on earth, nothing in heaven, nothing in all creation, not now, not in the future, nothing will ever be able to separate us from him. So, brethren, let us find joy in that, no matter what we will face today, what we will face tomorrow, because when we look about us, the world is not becoming a better place. But the one thing we can count on is the love of Yahuwah Abba, and what does Yahuwah invite us to do now? Because he knows we face a hard reality up ahead, What does he want us to do? Apostle Paul says, But God did not even keep back his own son, but offered him for us all. He gave us his son. Will he not freely give us all that we will ever need? He's inviting us to pray to him. Brothers and sisters, he gave up his son. And so he's telling us, Why not pray to him? Pray, pray to Yahuwah Abba and ask for what you need. Because he will freely give that to you. And so brothers and sisters, before we pray together as a congregation, what should we ask? What should we ask from our Abba, especially today as we celebrate the love of Abba manifested in our calling and election through Yahushua? Let's read what it says in the book of Psalms 90, 14, 16 to 17. Satisfy us each morning. With your unfailing love. So we may sing for joy. To the end of our lives. Let us your servants. See you work again. Let our children see your glory. May the Lord. Our God show us his approval. And make our efforts successful. Yes. Make our efforts successful. Brothers and sisters. Many things that we can ask our Abba. In your own personal prayers today, tomorrow, every day, you can ask Abba for whatever you need. Do not be afraid to go to him. He wants us to go to him. He wants us to try and understand how much he loves us. And so, what can we ask our loving Abba each morning? Let us ask him, Abba, satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love. Sometimes there are people who are not motivated to get up because they fear, they're afraid of what they're going to face in daily life. Life is becoming more and more difficult. But when we wake up in the morning, why not ask, Abba, satisfy me with your unfailing love. Allow him to embrace us so that we can feel the tenderness in his voice, in his heart, because he loves us so much. What also should we ask from Abba? Let us ask Yahuwah Abba to bless our children, that they will see the glory of God. Yes, we do our best to teach them. Son, daughter, remember Yahuwah. Obey his commands. But perhaps they have not yet felt the power of Abba. They have not yet seen the glory of Abba. Let us pray that our children will taste for themselves just how good Yahuwah Abba is. But when they get older, they will never, never depart from him. What else should we pray for? Let us ask Yahuwah God to bless our efforts that we will be successful in all that we do. Yahuwah God wants to bless us. He wants us to be successful. He wants all of us to be saved. But before we ask all of these things from him, we have to make our commitment to him. We have to obey him. Let us reciprocate the love that he has shown us not because of blessings, but because of who he is. This is why our King Yahusha, when he was here on earth, he taught the command, which he called the greatest command. What was that command that our King Yahusha taught? Brothers and sisters, we're going to read the greatest command, not in English, not in Filipino, but in Hebrew, not in modern Hebrew, but in ancient Hebrew, in Avari. And as we read this command, in Abari. Let us feel it in our hearts. We will read it again in English, but listen first to how it sounds in ancient Habari. This is how it sounded when Yahuwah God spoke to Moses, when Moses spoke to the people. The command that our King Yahusha also said and said as the, the greatest command. Let us read now Deuteronomy 4-6. Shama Israel. Yahuwah Allah yahuwa Akad Yahuwah Akad Wah Ahabthu Yahuwah Bakul La Babaku Wabakul Napshaku Wabakul Madaku Halalu Yahuwah Abalahin Halalu Yahusha Amashia I may in English Deuteronomy 646 here Isharal Yahuwah alahim, Yahuwah is one and you shall love Yahuwah, your alahim with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your strength. Praises to you. Yahuwah Abba praises to you, Yahusha HaMashiach. Before we stand and pray, in your own words, in your own mind, why not speak to your Abba and tell him how much he means to you? In your own words, go to your Abba. And from your heart, declare to him, if you are willing, no one's being forced. This must come from you. If you truly love him, tell him now, Yahuwah, I love you with all my heart, with all my being, in all my strength. Even if I do not receive your blessings, even if I receive nothing else, you alone, you alone are enough. I love you with all of my being. How often does Yahuwah Abba hear that from people today? But today, as we celebrate our calling and election, and every day henceforth, we ought to. It is but right when we look at what he has done for all of us. It is but right that we are moved by the Spirit and we declare with all, all of our being Yahuwah Abba we love you more than anything. This is what we will proclaim. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Abba. Yes. Yahuwah Our God, thank you so much for we can feel your fervent love. You loved us first. Yes. You chose us to belong to you, yes. undeserving as we are. Yes. As human beings, we falter so much. Yes. We sin against you every day, yes. but you never give up on us. Yes. Your long suffering and patience is true, yes. it is so real. We can feel it. You never give up on us. And so, Father, accept our praise. Accept now our thanks. You heard what we proclaim from our hearts. We will love you with all of our being, no matter what happens in this life. We will praise you and worship you forever. Thank you for our calling and election. Teach us, Father, to share this faith. May you call our loved ones. May you call the people who we used to fellowship with, that they too can be embraced by this calling that you have gifted us, that together we can worship you. We remember now our children. It was mentioned a while ago for us to ask you, loving Abba, that our children will see your glory, that your works will be seen in their hearts, Felt by them loving Abba. When you see them crying to you. When they need help. Whatever it may be that they will ask from you. Please Father help them to feel your presence. Do not abandon them. So that when they grow up. They will not forget you. Yes, we know you will never forget us. Yes. This is clear from scripture. Yes. Your love does not fail. Yes. You gave up your son. Yes. And so we know our petitions reaches you. Yes. Grant to us, your people, yes. the things we're asking from you. Yes. Heal us, please of any sicknesses we may have, bless us with renewed strength and hope that we can finish our race, our King Yahushua. It's so wonderful to belong to you. Every time, every time we live our life, we have purpose we know exactly what we can do because we belong to your kingdom now you have a purpose for us to testify of you to testify of abba by your name yahushua we gather together from different parts of the world some of our brethren we have never met but what we have in common is our love for you we belong to you help us help us to be bound by one faith and love help us that by your spirit we can love like you that we can remain in your light work in our hearts change us and transform us To become more and more like you. Father bless your people throughout the world. Impart upon all of us your protection. Keep us safe from all things. And help us to be focused upon you. To dedicate our love for you. Each and every day of our life. You believe, loving Abba, you have listened to our prayers. Yes. You have blessed your people. Yes. For We ask everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.